0: Hey friends, and welcome to episode 107 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about making things happen in the new year. Actually, today's episode is really about why new year's resolutions rarely result in making things happen. They just don't seem to work. We can all agree that resolutions are well-intentioned. When you're standing on the edge of a new year, considering all of the possibilities that lie ahead, that fresh start feeling makes you want to stand up a little straighter and strive to make this year just a little better than the last. So we think about some things we want to do differently, we set some resolutions, and then we barrel into the year. Before we know it, instead of eating healthier, we're chowing down on Cheetos or adding more chocolate to our ice cream after dinner. We're skipping that workout and then skipping the next one too. With every wrong move, we feel bad until we just give up altogether and vow to do better next year. It's no wonder that most New Year's resolutions crash and burn by January 17th, and some people continue to set the same resolution year after year, even though they see little to no progress. If that's you, let's make this the year you step out of the resolution revolving door and get some real success for yourself. So today, we're talking about three reasons why setting New Year's resolutions just doesn't work and what to do instead. You'll hear two simple strategies to actually follow through with your plans for the new year. I'll talk about the one thing you need to make your dreams a reality. Seriously. And I'll also tell you about the rare occasion that setting a new year's resolution actually makes sense. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're folding laundry... It might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes, but don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, and today's show notes can be found at abouttimepodcast.com/107. I've also got you covered if you want to set goals this year, but you're not sure where to start, or maybe it feels overwhelming, or you know you need to set goals but you're having trouble carving out the time. If that's you, then I've got something exciting up my sleeve just for you. This year, for the first time, I'm hosting a live goal-setting workshop so you can plan your best year ever And set smart goals using the exact methods I share in this episode and that dozens of my one on one time management coaching clients have used to map out their goals for the year ahead. Join me for Ready, Set Goals, a live 90 minute interactive goal setting workshop on December 28th. In Ready, Set Goals, we'll use my simple three part system for setting goals with purpose and intention. Setting goals and making a plan for your year doesn't have to be complicated, stuffy, or boring. 2022 is your year. It's our year. So join me for Ready, Set, Goals on December 28th. Yes, that's that weird week between Christmas and New Year's when you don't know what day it is and you're living in sweatpants. And it can be the ideal time to get your game plan for 2022. So grab your seat at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash goals and let's do this together. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road.
1: Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, here we go. Three reasons
0: why New Year's resolutions rarely last beyond January 17th and what to do instead. Here are those three reasons up front first, they're too vague. Second, there's no plan. And third, there's no accountability. So let's take a look at each one of these reasons why resolutions often fail and what to do instead. First, New Year's resolutions typically fail because they're too vague. You see, a resolution is typically worded in a way that's a little open-ended. I want to eat healthier. I want to run more. I want to spend more time with family. (laughs) So what do we do instead? Well, the not-so-secret secret secret to success is setting goals, not resolutions. But there's a little more to it than just setting goals. Because if you set goals that, like resolutions, are too vague or open-ended, you won't get very far with those either. And that's why I recommend setting goals that are smart. And by smart, I mean that they are S-M-A-R-T. S for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable or adventurous, R for relevant, and T for time-bound. So let's take a closer look at each ingredient in the SMART goal recipe. First up, specific. Is your goal clear? Is it easy to understand? And here's what I mean by that. Let's compare these two different goals. I want to get healthy in 2022 versus... I want to exercise three times a week in 2022. So the first, I want to get healthy, is pretty vague. Here, getting healthy could mean any number of things. It could mean running a race or changing your diet. It could mean losing weight or even meditating. But the second, I want to exercise three times a week in 2022, that's crystal clear. There's no confusion and you know exactly what you're doing. And when you know what you're doing, you're more likely to do it. All right, the M for measurable. Your goal needs to answer the question, how will I know when I'm successful? Or how much, how often? That looks like, I want to run a half marathon by October. Okay, so that's one half marathon and that's by October. I will renovate the bathroom by July. Okay, you know that you've reached your goal because the bathroom is renovated by July. I will lose 10 pounds. I will organize all of my photos, all being the measurable part. Or like the first example, I will exercise three times a week in 2022. So next up is the A, attainable or adventurous. Attainable is probably the most common meaning for the A, so I'll cover that one first. Basically, you have to ask the question, is your goal realistic? I will climb Mount Everest in February might not be realistic if you've never gone hiking before in your life. Uh, I will make $1 million by June also might not be attainable if you make friendship bracelets as a side gig. And while both of those examples are kind of wild, it can be easy for our eyes to be bigger than our stomachs and bite off more than we can chew with goals. So I encourage you to be realistic with your goals. But what's something you want to do that feels impossible? A big, scary, audacious goal, but something that might actually be kind of possible Something that working toward would stretch you as a person and help you grow as a professional. That's an adventure goal, the other side of the A. And I encourage you to set at least one adventure goal. This might look like breaking your sales record at work or being the top-ranked realtor on your team. Maybe it's starting that business or hitting publish on the podcast you probably already know what it is deep in your gut. So just do it. (laughs) Okay, so R. This one stands for relevant. So a lot of times you see this as realistic, R for realistic, when people teach SMART goals. So I prefer relevant, and here's why. The year ahead is important, but what about the rest of your life? Your long-term goals? the ones that take more than a year to achieve, and the story you want to tell as you look back on your life. That's why it's important to set goals that are relevant to the overall big picture of your life. So how does your goal or goals align with your long-term career aspirations? How does this goal move you closer to who you want to be in five or 10 or 25 years? Now, I'm not discounting a fun, random goal here or there. Sometimes setting a goal that involves trying something new can change the course of your life in the best way possible. And last, the T is for time bound. Typically, the T for time bound defines the deadline or the repetition of your goal. This could look like milestones you want to achieve by certain dates or simply how often you plan to do something. So, to recap, that's SMART, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, or adventurous, relevant, and time bound. If you set goals that are smart, instead of choosing some vague resolutions, you'll be way more likely to follow through and actually make things happen in the new year. Okay, the next reason why resolutions typically fail is because there's no plan or system for actually following through. And you know, to be honest, goals can also fail if there's no plan. But when they're smart, it makes it much easier to put a plan together or set up a system. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, says it like this. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Your goal is your desired outcome. Your system is the collection of daily habits that will get you there. I'm going to say that last sentence one more time. Your system is the collection of daily habits that will get you there. Habits and goals, they all work together. And systems... At first glance, I'm sure that sounds complicated, and this is probably just me, but a lot of times when I hear the word system, I think of those contraptions, like do you remember that mousetrap game from when we were little, where like a ball rolls and knocks over a line of dominoes, and the last domino nudges a toy car, and then the car bumps into something else, which then causes something else to happen, and then the mousetrap falls? Are you picturing this? Do you know what I'm talking about here? So Google Google tells me that this is called a Rube Goldberg machine, where a bunch of elaborate systems perform a super simple task. And honestly, that sounds a lot like my tendency to want to overcomplicate things. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. One way to create a system to reach your goals is by making a project plan outlining the steps and the milestones it takes to reach your end point. And another way to create a system is to build a habit. See, most of the time when we decide that we want to start a new habit, say working out three times a week or waking up earlier, we just, you know, decide that we're going to do it. And then we assume that our willpower will just kick in or that everything will just work out. And what usually happens? We forget or we make excuses, or something comes up. Instead, start by intentionally designing your habit. When you know that habits are made up of three different parts, the cue, the routine, and the reward, you can set yourself up to actually follow through. And I'll add here for those of you who have read Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear actually breaks habits into four parts, the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. I like to keep things simple, so I'm going with Charles Dewig's Cue, Routine, and Reward from his book, The Power of Habit. So what does it all mean? What does Cue, Routine, Reward mean? Well, the cue is what prompts you to do the thing. It's what reminds you to do the thing. Seeing your running shoes and your workout clothes laid out beside your bed putting your vitamins right next to your toothbrush, a calendar reminder going off that reminds you to meditate. The routine is the habit that you're building. It's going for the run. It's taking your vitamins or meditating. Then the reward is how you feel or what you do to reward yourself afterward. Now the best kind of rewards, the ones that really help habits stick, Are intrinsic rewards, meaning they're internal, psychological, and they make you feel satisfied or proud. But sometimes it can take a while to feel the intrinsic rewards. So creating an external reward is really important to get the habit to stick, especially in the very beginning. So creating an external reward could look like, Uh, watching your favorite Netflix show only on days that you run, or putting an X on a habit tracker to represent your progress. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but When you set a goal that includes some repetition, do yourself a big favor and set it up as a habit, designing the cue, the routine, and the reward instead of just hoping that you'll make yourself do it on a regular basis. Oh, and remember how I said that there's one rare occasion where setting a resolution actually makes sense? Well, it can make sense to set a resolution when you want to infuse an overarching idea into your year. So here's what I mean. Let's say you set a resolution to have more fun, you know, and let's say you write that resolution, have more fun on a sticky note at your desk or you tuck it into your planner. So whenever you start to make plans for the day or for the week, you can ask yourself, am I doing something fun today? Or you can generally remind yourself to ask the question, How can I make this more fun? So this is less about quantifying fun, like I want to have fun three times a week, and more about infusing the idea of fun or whatever feeling you hope to create throughout anything you do. But in most cases, you're gonna wanna go with a goal and create a system, like a habit, for that goal. And finally, the third reason why resolutions often fail is because there's no accountability. Sure, we maybe go around the table at lunch on New Year's Day and share our resolutions with family, but that's usually it, if at all. And setting up smart goals and a system to follow through, both of those steps are incredible. But if you really wanna make something happen, you've got to get some accountability. Having an accountability partner with regular check-ins makes you 95% more likely to achieve your goal. 95! That number always astounds me. Seriously, 95 is almost 100. And so, to me, finding accountability is a total no-brainer because it's just so powerful. So how can you get some accountability and make things happen in the year ahead? Here are a few ideas. First, the tried and true accountability partner. Find a friend going after a similar goal and set up regular check-ins. Second, join a mastermind group. A mastermind group is a collection of individuals who are working towards similar goals that learn from each other, solve problems, and hold each other accountable to their goals. This past year, I was a part of Kat Schmoyer's Mastermind alongside Stephanie Case, Natasha Coyle, and Jess Aiken. Every other week, we met to talk through challenges and discuss what's next in our lives and businesses. And recently, I brought together another group of women, Felder, Kat, Stephanie, and Kimberly, because we're all pursuing similar projects in our businesses. We check in weekly in Slack and meet via Zoom every other week. We'll be sharing our 2022 goals soon so we can cheer each other on and hold each other accountable to following through. And the third way to get some accountability is to work with a coach. Yes, I am a coach, but I've personally sought the support of coaches since I discovered what they are. If you've ever asked me for a book recommendation, I probably told you to run, not walk to your nearest bookstore or Amazon cart to grab a copy of The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. When I found this book, it was exactly what I needed at that point in my life. And I typically reread or relisten to the book at least once a year for a refresher. In The One Thing, one of the many things they talk about is how working with a coach is basically a non-negotiable if you truly want to level up and create the impact you envision for yourself. I honestly didn't realize just how many successful people are working with coaches. It's basically everyone. (laughs) For so long, I thought everybody that was successful was just good at figuring things out on their own. So the thing is, is that we tend to get in our own way. We get in our heads and we overcomplicate things. But working with a coach, a coach who's trained to ask powerful questions from an unbiased perspective, it can unlock hidden potential. It can rev up your decision making and give you the push you need to take those scary steps forward. I was meeting with my coach, Julie, the moment I decided that I would be a time management coach. I was working with a coach, Kristen the year that I launched my one-on-one coaching program and booked myself solid for the entire year. And the beauty of coaching is that you can work with a coach to solve problems or make progress in specific areas of your life. Currently, I'm working with a coach, Kristen, to make sure our family is set up for long-term financial success with budgeting, savings, and investments. And working with a coach doesn't always have to mean the investment of one-on-one coaching. It can look like participating in a group coaching program and learning alongside others. That's one of my favorite ways to experience accountability and community at the same time. So there you have it, three reasons why resolutions just don't work. They're vague, there's no plan, and there's no built-in accountability. And three things to do instead, set smart goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, or adventurous, relevant, and time bound. Set up a system by making a plan or designing a habit. And get some accountability with a partner, a mastermind group, or a coach. If you'd like some help making sure your 2022 goals are smart, then I'm raising my hand to be your goal setting coach this December. For the first time ever, I'm hosting a live goal setting workshop to walk you through the exact process I use to plan my year and help make sure that your goals are smart. This is the method I've used with dozens of clients to help them walk into the new year feeling confident with a clear vision for the future, and ready to live with intention. 2022 can definitely be your year. So consider me your goal-setting BFF and join me for Ready, Set, Goals on December 28th. Grab your seat at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash goals and let's do this together. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 107. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon.